0: Hey everyone, this is Yogi. Thanks for checking out Grub Sakers, the podcast about billionaires. Today we're going to be covering Ram De Baba, the Patanjali guru, the Jack Lalane of India, the man that my mom and many other Indian people love. Uh, unfortunately, I'm now going to be exiled from India, so enjoy this episode. It was a sacrifice on my part. I think we disproportionately stop whites too much.
1: I taught those kids lessons on product development and marketing, and they taught me what it was like growing up feeling targeted for your race.
2: I am proud to be gay. I am proud to be a Republican. You know, I went to a tough school in Queens, and they used to beat up the little Jewish boys.
1: You know, I love having the support of real billionaires. Hello, welcome back to Grubstakers, the podcast about billionaires. Sean P. McCarthy here, joined by...
3: Steve Jeffries. Andy Palmer. Yogi Poliwal.
1: And uh, this week we're taking a look at Baba Ramdev. This is our first Indian billionaire we're looking at, you know, until we do our Yogi Poliwal episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, ba- This episode was requested by a billion people, Sean. <laughs> uh, uh, Baba Ramdev is... Uh, One for each dollar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, and his net worth is... It's 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 I guess controversial to call him a billionaire because yes, yes it is as a um I, I don't, what's his exact title or a Baba that's his religious title or
0: yeah so it's less religious and more he's a spiritual guru uh, healer practitioner doctor dancer wrestler like it's like it's not. Technically speaking, he does everything, but I think Baba is the best way to put it right,
1: but so he has so Forbes in twenty sixteen estimated his net worth at about two and a half billion dollars, uh but he himself has told Bloomberg his net worth is quote zero, and then he also told the New York Times that New York Times that he doesn't even have a bank account because he abides by the monk's vow of austerity and chastity. Uh, though uh, the company that he is a co-founder of, which we will talk about in a minute, apparently takes care of like all his expenses, yeah. and like the this New York Times reporter went out to visit him, and he's like in this mansion with like armed guards and oh, stuff. Yeah. So you know, like uh, just We're, like who are any, just there, right? 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 right. <laughs> just like For anybody, anybody with net worth zero lives behind a fence with armed guards, right? Right.
0: Oh, you know how yeah. how. The nicest people in the world have armed guards at their side at all times? You know,
1: I have just realized, prisoners do technically qualify <laughs> under that <laughs> definition.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going say- <laughs> to
1: Um, But so, uh, Baba Ramdev, the New York Times has also compared him to the American preacher uh, Billy Graham uh, because of, you know, he was a political preacher, essentially. Like, uh, just quoting from the New York Times, Ramdev has been compared to Billy Graham, the Southern Baptist firebrand who advised several American presidents and energized the Christian right. The parallel makes some sense. Ramdev has been a prominent voice on the Hindu right and has, and his tacit endorsement during the 2014 campaign, helped bring uh, Prime Minister uh, Modi to power the current prime minister of India.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is is that uh, televangelism is a very perfect example of how uh Ramdev Baba advertises who and what he is. Uh, we'll get more into this in a moment. Um but the reality is is that he has a large platform where he's uh talking to a international community at this point whether it's Indians in India or outside there's a lot of followers of his brand and his uh entity and um he has a lot of sway politically because he is a self-proclaimed, no value, no net worth, mm-hmm. no anything, and it's like, wow, I'll follow that guy to the end of the world. But what does that really mean, America?
1: Well, it's interesting. Like in the New York Times, I read this New York Times a uh, uh, long piece about him. I'll link to him in the Tumblr. I believe it's um, the uh, secret of billionaire behind uh, the secret billionaire yogi behind uh, Modi's rise. Uh, the other one. And, uh, uh, but so the piece, like they keep, they quote a bunch of people on background because it seems like a lot of people in India, even like powerful business people are just straight up afraid of the dude. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. well, unfortunately we are uh, complicating yogi's return to India with this episode.
0: Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, what, what are they afraid
3: he's going to do? Like, well,
1: uh, calm them down way too much. <laughs>
3: They think they're gonna force him to do yoga, man. <laughs> Breathing uh, exercises. Watch the fuck up, bro. Backwards. I do <laughs> not want to breathe through my sternum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's gonna do his wrestling moves on them. <laughs> um, but no, so there was, uh, and again, we'll get to this later. There's a biography on him that was banned last year in India, right. and the biographer um, ties him to three mysterious deaths. That uh, again, may uh, he's not been charged with anything, but these may or may not have been people that he conceivably had murdered. So, we'll talk a bit more about that. Or but super calm. <laughs> they
2: are not dead.
0: They or, are just. Or grow- maybe we won't talk about it. We can, <laughs> re- re- can rethink this entire project. <laughs> right, guys?
1: I like the idea of him like having them murdered and then reincarnated as something really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, not only did he, his goons shoot you to death, but then they made you an earthworm. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. Um, but so I guess... Um, the other thing about Ramdev Baba is that, like, he's not just a televangelist. He's also like a Jack LaLanne type. Right. He is a uh, spiritual healer who uh, talks about Ayurvedic methods of breathing exercises and yoga. And uh, this is the part. That, unfortunately, is good about him. He does preach uh, healthy uh, lifestyle habits that can make you more flexible and make you live longer. Right, well... Like being straight. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: is, he is adamantly against homosexuality, and he believes that yoga can cure homosexuality, <laughs> which uh, many people in the West would argue the opposite.
2: <laughs> but uh, it, he also believes that, like, breathing exercises can cure hypertension. Right.
1: And HIV, Oh really? Yeah, he believes uh, yoga I mean, can that's cure it. HIV, <laughs> cancer.
0: Um. Yeah, so I mean, although that there maybe are... he just
1: he believes yoga can cure HIV by making you not gay anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but breathing deeply and stretching are in general really good for you. I mean, that's and the thing. So
0: that's yeah. like it's you know,
2: all... <laughs> there's like a, a kernel
3: of, of wisdom. Yes, but who's gonna who's gonna pay you billions of dollars to be like, yeah, just breathe deep and stretch,
0: <laughs> you'll feel better. He's very popular. Yeah, like people love him. The on I I was in Manhattan. I take a cab here, and the guy was a uh, Sikh. He was from Punjab, and uh, I asked him, "Hey, do you know Bob Ramdev?" He's like, "Of course!" Like it was like it was like he, he was mad. Forget about it. He thought yeah. I didn't know about this guy. He was like, "What are you not brown? Look at you!" <laughs> I'm like, what? Of course, I know this guy.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting. And again, like I read the New York Times long profile. There's also a Bloomberg uh, profile of him, and both of them essentially make the argument that kind of his. Um, yoga practices he uses it as a way to impart hindu nationalism where he like you know ties yoga into these uh, ancient hindu traditions and says you know like this is how we get the western colonizers out and this is how we separate ourselves from you know the muslims among others so it is kind of just like a way of you know the, the yoga and the breathing exercises might be perfectly fine, but he kind of wraps them in a nationalist cloak of like this is what makes us Indian, this is what makes us Hindu and better than others, you know?
0: Which is what I've been saying all along, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm
3: not a billionaire as well. It explains why uh, all my exes really hated Pakistan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so I guess we can uh, talk uh, quickly about the, the company that he co-founded and then we'll we'll kind of go through his biography in in general chronological order. Uh, so the company is called, uh, and I'm glad Yogi is here to make fun of me as I attempt this, uh, Patanjali Ayur, Ayurved. I don't think you need Yogi here to make <laughs> fun of
3: you for that pronunciation.
0: <laughs> it's like you got it not wrong, but you did it so slow because yeah. of your fear. It's I a was p- like, Patanjali.
1: Yeah, no, I like that I just pronounced it like a condescending white girl on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> is it Pen- Penchali Ayuverde? He repeated to his concierge in the hotel who despises him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Penchali. Um, and so this is a company that he co-founded with um, um, a guy named Achara Bhakrishna, Um And uh, Achara... Is actually um, a verified billionaire on Forbes. Right. Uh, so his this is again Baba Ramdev's co-founder of this company, and according to Forbes, uh, this guy Atchhara has a 6.9 billion net worth U.S. dollars as really? of July, um, and that's because um, Atchhara owns 98.6 percent of the uh, company. Penjali, 98.6 uh, percent, because of course Baba Ramdev, because of his you know vow of uh, austerity or poverty or whatever. Can't really officially own the company. Right. But, again, from these New York Times Bloomberg profiles, it's pretty clear that almost everybody within the company defers to him. Yes. And, uh, you know,
0: treats him as, like, the actual leader of it. In Um, uh, one of the Forbes profiles I saw on him that there was a building that uh, was one of his partners, and in every room there's a giant portrait of Baba Ramdev. (laughs) And that's, like, straight dictator... Yeah. Uh, uh, I own the fucking universe type of shit. <laughs> it's not a cult. No, no. And here's the thing. I, you know, had a vested interest of like, hey, are my parents dabbling in a cult? Because it it seems like it can be. And from uh, our stereotypes of what a cult are in this country, it's uh, a brown dude telling you to stretch before you have punched. Like, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's what we look at it as. And... Well, that was basically
3: what Rajesh Purim was. Yeah. Right. It's just that un, un, uh, Ramdeev, unlike Rajesh Purim, uh, didn't have... Can you have...
1: explain Rajesh Purim?
3: Rajesh Purim was uh, a movement that came out of India. Uh, I guess Rajesh was the name of the guy who... I believe it's uh, Rajneesh. Rajneesh was the name of the guy who started it. And then eventually they decided that they were going to form their own quasi-Jones town in Oregon. Mm. And they tried to make their own uh, town... Uh, Just watch Wild Country on Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix Uh, doc is about, yeah. Yeah, and then they ended up, uh, while trying to uh, disenfranchise, they tried to get this vote to make a town theirs both by importing homeless people and then also poisoning uh, salad bars in the local town so that the locals couldn't vote. Right. And then they ended up... they decided that the homeless people were too problematic and would, like, just drop them off outside of
0: vans, and if anyone argued, they'd point guns at them. Uh, <laughs> I, and, haven't, I haven't seen Wild West Country yet, but I, I do know, because I've I read some of that stuff, because my parents, uh, that guy later on goes by Osho, and uh, his writings are very interesting as well. Uh, yeah. But, uh, a but part he didn't of that, come across that that
3: bad compared to, like, this one lady well, the, r- like... The writing... You mean Ariana Huffington? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, um, who was a follower of Rodney's Sperm. Right. A part of a part of some of the issues with that was that white Oregon residents were like, uh, fuck this noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, brown people living life and pre- preaching spirituality and shit. Not in my yeah. fucking neighborhood. So there is, I mean, they, they did some, some of the members did some very fucked up things, including poisoning and, and the homeless people uh, stuff. But uh, a good chunk of the racism that they dealt with was uh, also part of the reason why it was so unfortunate.
3: Yeah, no one really came out of that documentary looking good, except... No. Uh, interestingly enough, like the leader looked okay, at least compared to like all the horrible people. No, but
0: you know what? There's a lot of like sex scandals. The thing is, is that these That's people true. do this thing. And, uh, you know, one thing I really want to address on this podcast episode is that like, yeah, Rami Baba does some terrible things and some okay things, but it's not him that you should necessarily worry about. But it's copycat people like them that have even more malicious intent. Because right now this guy you know, has over a billion dollars net worth from making products and claiming that he doesn't own the company when he really does so that he mm-hmm. can advertise them without having to pay taxes on it. Like it's such a beautifully, <laughs> uh, you know, hurtled loopholes of what's going on. But I mean, think about how many people in the U.S. can be swindled by, I don't know, like an Alex Jones type. Like, yeah, it's the same fucking thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right.
1: Well, and so just to circle back to the company, uh, Patanjali, um, they got, according to the New York Times, uh, $1.6 billion in sales in fiscal year 2017. Uh, and in, in, interestingly enough, like to show you the sway, in May 2017, there was a survey of consumers in India reporting that uh, Patanjali was the most trusted brand in the entire country. Yep. Yep. Um, And this is after we'll kind of get into, but there have been a couple different scandals as to, um, among other things, human DNA being in the products. (laughs) Uh, Just like, and again, from the New York Times, uh, studies have found some of the products contain toxic levels of heavy metals, usually from soil or ash in the mix. Um, You know, and so. You know, the human uh, DNA thing doesn't really bother me because the thing about DNA is like if someone's
3: handling it, there's going to be human DNA. Well, It, was it doesn't like, necessarily mean they're throwing people in the meat grinders.
2: But the heavy metals, though. Yeah, the heavy <laughs> metals, though. That's <laughs> fucked up. Um, and
1: Modi himself has, uh, has endorsed this. Prime Minister Modi of India has said, Ramdev's herbs help you overcome all problems. quote. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so I guess, um, if, if we want to, uh, get into his general biography and then we'll kind of circle back to Hindu nationalism, um, Baba Ramdev is according to the New York Times profile. He was born in a poor uh, farm family. Both his parents were farmers. Um, and they believe he was born in 1965, but it is interesting where like nobody for sure knows exactly when he was born. He, he grew up in, in poverty. Um, and he's kind of, He's kind of kept a lot of his early life shrouded in secrecy.
0: Um, when he was born, the, the, the medical records in India are not... Well, they haven't been as well kept as they are in this country. So that's mm. also a reason why they don't know how old he is.
1: But we do know that he, he worked in the fields from the New York Times and he suffered a series of like different accidents and illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, has a scar on his forehead uh, from a fall when he was three or four years old he fell into a pond and nearly drowned and then he got an illness that paralyzed the left side of his face giving him like a permanent kind of squint which apparently the other kids uh mocked him for um and
0: uh <laughs> those indian kids man fucking they see an ailment they'll go at you man <laughs> uh uh
1: so uh, I mean, uh, it is pretty funny <laughs> What if they're like, uh, the, the kids were like, no, no, we were punching up <laughs> because <laughs> we knew he would become a billionaire, <laughs> right. possibly corrupt, linked to three murders. He's so in the warrior see... cast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, his uh, cast, uh, we believe, is um, uh, Yadev.
0: Which yeah, is uh... Uh, Devangari, is, is yeah. the name. Yeah. yeah. So, what are the casts? Brahmin's the highest. <sighs> Brahmin's the highest. There are, I believe. Man, why why we gotta be talking about casts on this fucking podcast? Because <laughs> we're talking about this because we caste. agree with it. Yeah. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a weird thing to talk about. It's, it's, it's it like, is it's pretty weird one when in the U.S.
1: Yeah, when we're talking about those countries that uh, have other systems rather than uh, economic net worth to divide people into casts. Right, if, so if
3: anyone's if anyone's wondering, like the social context here, Yogi's got Brahmin guilt. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> why, wow, whoa. Why, we, why we why we gotta air my dirty laundry in the fucking <laughs> in the fucking podcast,
0: huh?
1: Um, well, we could circle back to the cast, yeah, yeah. but uh, it is like something that's been talked about is how Baba Ramdev, because he was of a lower caste, uh, kind of helped um, the Hindu nationalist parties, such as BJP, um, appeal to uh, mid-caste and lower caste people when they were traditionally for the primarily supported by the higher caste, the Brahmin so, and such. So,
0: Brahmins is the top, and then his class, the... Kshatriyas is, is second, and then it's uh, Vaishyas, which is farmers, traders, and merchants. Shudras, the laborers, and then Dalits, who are the uh, untouchables, the mm-hmm. outcasts. Wait, so he, he's the second cast? He's second highest, yeah. So,
3: so it's sort of like you know the car dealership owner appealing to working class <laughs> people on behalf of the Republicans. Yeah, it's
0: it's this more like um, the 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 king's warriors are telling right. the, the peasants and the untouchables and the merchants, listen to us, we know better than the king. Hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not taking any of that shit from a
2: sports authority manager. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but what they're also saying is, as a small business owner... Yeah, sure,
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that that is one of the things where Patanjali like the big claim about it was like, You know, the people were very critical and they ridiculed what they were trying to do, but they were like, fuck Colgate. Like, that's they came out (laughs) swinging, you know? And because a large population of the fans of Bombay Ramadev are so um, indoctrinated in his everything, even if the product, let's say, was 50 times shittier, let alone, you know, FDA issues, like, let's say it was, like, literally the worst shit ever. I don't even think these people would bother. They would be like, well, I love this shit. So I'm going to rock this shit. I mean, like it's just branding. They love him and they love the stuff that he makes.
1: Well, yeah, it is interesting. Uh, he appeals to nationalism to sell his products by, you know, tying, you know, Colgate or these other internationals to, like, the British East India Company and right. saying, you know, these multinationals are, like, poisoning people in India, which, <laughs> I mean, they are, but... Yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, but so, oh, yeah, he had just, like, this fun uh, quote that he said, Patanjali will, quote, shut the gate in Colgate. It will make the birds in the Nestle logo fly away. <laughs> Yeah, just like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, That's the thing. It's very like poetic type of like, we can be stronger than them when we're together. But really, it's give me your money, what tiny amount of money you have Mm -hmm. so I can have armed guards and and promote peace.
3: So you're saying his his uh, slogan could be onward together.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think
1: I think it could. Um, And so just to kind of continue on this biography, he uh, according to New York Times, he read about yoga in a book. Uh, he told the New York Times, and then he started practicing it to for uh, in order to fortify his weak body because of, you know these childhood illnesses and the like. Um, and he says, as a teenager, he left uh, home for a guru kill, guru kill. Cool. Do you know what that is, Yogi?
0: It's basically like a training school for people that want to go down the Ayurvedic road of becoming yogis and spiritual healers and stuff. I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, again, the it sounded like guru call which is like we got to
3: call
0: the gurus. <laughs> There, I mean, essentially, it's it's where they, they learn to be better, you know? It's a type of... They're eating of, all the crops. This is from uh, Wikipedia. This is a type of residential education system in ancient India. So it's like boarding school for spirituality. That's what a Gurukul is.
1: You got to bring like 10 people to watch you be a guru. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: we got to bring a Gurukul cool coming out here. $5 uh, cover, two drink minimum, but, you know, it's a good show. Yeah.
3: All right, so he, guru, he being a guru is like ninety percent grinding. <laughs>
1: um, but so uh, and again, according to the New York Times and uh, other publications, uh, the the kind of this space in his life is kind of blank from when he leaves home as a teenager um, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Ramdev meets his uh, business partner, Bakrishna around 1990 when they were both students at a traditional religious school in the north of India, this is according to Bloomberg. Uh, Ramdev became a teacher, um, but according to uh, an authorized biography, he actually left his job in remorse after an incident in which he savagely beat a student. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't really elaborate on that, but <laughs> yeah, this uh,
0: article from the Times of India talks about. You're not zen enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says that uh, he was so inspired by see here's the thing so like that thing that Sean just said I'm literally reading propaganda that says opposite (laughs) the propaganda I'm reading now says that he was so moved by the writings of Danyanad uh, Saravasti that he quit the government school as the curriculum was left over and just just fled it's like he really just ran out
3: I just feel like you shouldn't breathe through the top of your lungs in his presence
0: (laughs) (laughs) that just sets him off in this article, they open with like when when he picks up the phone, he doesn't say hello, he just says Om, oh, and it's like go go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's not impressive.
1: Through his uh, business partner Bal Krishna, uh, they meet a yoga teacher called uh, Karamvir Maharaj Maharaj, um, who this yoga teacher accepts Ramdev as a protege on two conditions, and this is in the early nineties. Uh, The two conditions are that he remains celibate and that he never accept money if he began to give lessons himself, Baba Ramdev. And they would later have a falling out over this. But according to um, Bloomberg... too much. (laughs) (laughs) According to Bloomberg, the three of them, they journeyed to the Himalayas where they meditated in caves. And then in 1995, they took over the operation of an ashram um, in Haridwar. And Yogi, if you could just explain what an ashram and Haridwar is... Um,
0: an ashram is essentially a spiritual lo- location where they have a guru, and that person lives there and operates out of there. And then, spiritual um, people that want to like become more spiritual will will do the work of an ashram while learning from the leader of the of the uh, of the uh, monastic community, basically.
1: Right. So they opened this ashram in 1995, the three of them. And then um, Ramdev starts teaching yoga around this time. Um, and what happens is they also start um, peddling these homemade herbal pills from their uh, uh, clinic at the time. It was a small clinic. Um, but the according to Bloomberg, or according to the New York Times, excuse me, uh, the breakthrough came in 2002, which is when a religious TV channel offered... Um, to broadcast ramdev's yoga classes right the, the way uh bloomberg tells it is that they were seeking like a yoga class instructor mm-hmm. uh, or a different channel i think was seeking a yoga class instructor instructor and then they picked someone else so ramdev actually managed to raise money from his followers to buy airtime to put himself on a, oh, really? a competing program and then he was so popular that he was able to get picked up from that rise yes. and grind yes so
0: so, two things. One, the Hurry the Water is just a city that, that where the ashram is. Uh, yeah. And secondly, this is like Bob Ross doing the joy of painting, and then Andy being like, fuck Bob Ross. I'm going to buy the block of time that Bob Ross is on and do my own painting show. And for some reason, people going, I like this Andy guy more than Bob Ross.
1: I, I like the way uh, Andy keeps painting uh, Master Chief from Halo having <laughs> <laughs> sex with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs>
3: I Literally. mean, you have to be able to explain how Sonic is <laughs> pregnant in my other <laughs> <times>. <laughs>
0: But I mean, so like he he, he his like, way. Andy
1: <laughs> makes like a small mistake. Is like, oh, we're just going to turn this into a uh, Knuckles uh, <laughs> blowing Sonic <laughs> in the corner here.
0: <laughs> uh, this live stream is, is TV and art. <laughs> I mean, but like this is, this is the <laughs> beginning of the like smiminess of uh, Rom Dave. It's like, uh, they chose a different yoga instructor and he's like fuck that noise right my followers give me money so i can produce a program and compete with them but this paid advertising strategy is one he utilizes uh to this day hmm.
1: and so like according to the new york times he he becomes a star because he like charms audiences with his like mobile eyebrows his giggles uh his trademark uh stomach muscle routine i guess he like moves his stomach muscles around yeah he
0: does this breathing exercise and he really like brings his gut in and it's steven you watched it earlier what do you think you ever played played his dalsum <laughs> yes i played his dalsim yeah. he does that yeah he does yeah. yeah i mean here's the thing he knows he knows his shit and i hate that the part that i justify in ram dave is the part that Like, science debunks from time to time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because the other side is pretty clear-cut. He is a piece of shit from time to time. However, these breathing exercises have some medical relevancy that we might not understand. And Dalsium could breathe fire, and he was really stretchy. And I loved him. My takeaway from this is just like, oh,
3: I should go back to the gym and get abs. (laughs) (laughs) Abs are powerful. Yes.
0: If you have abs, you could become a billionaire.
1: Yeah. Alright, so like 2002, he kind of like starts getting on um, television, and it is interesting. Again, according to this New York Times article, I didn't know this, but like around this time, relatively few Indians actually did yoga, even though That's it right. was you know, very popular in the United States and uh, among Hollywood pedophiles. <laughs> and uh- <laughs> But uh, uh, so he kind of brought it to like middle class Indians where yoga was more viewed as like an upper class kind of thing. And he, you know, like speaks in, according to New York Times, speaks in this down to earth, playful language. And, you know, he kind of like
0: he's very charismatic. Right. Yeah. And he brought something that uh, was traditionally done by, you know, priests and noblemen to the working class i mean it's the same thing that happened with chocolate if you think about it historically like it was something that only the richest of the rich got to got to use and now you know most of us are diabetic and um but the same thing happened with yoga its popularity in the united states was kind of um odd because it wasn't popular in india when it was starting to boom here in the late 90s oh it boomed in america oh
1: Yeah, in the 90s in America, it boomed. And then it kind of, he helped it take off in the early 2000s in India. He
3: just looked at the figures from how many smoothies were being sold. I'm going to get on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But so, yes, uh, his empire kind of takes off around 2002 once he starts getting his regular program to, you know, do his yoga routines. And then through that, he's also able to advertise his
0: company. Um, And once again, these aren't programs that a company's putting on that are they're paying him for. He's paying for the airtime and then self-producing this content. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- it might be slightly different now, I don't know exactly, but the reality is is that it's not like a cable network was like, "Hey, you got a great great thing, let's put you on." He is paying for advertising of himself and that allows him to legally advertise his Patanjali products mm-hmm. during his program as many times as he wants with zero regulation and zero uh, oversight
1: right and so um in 2005 this is when things kind of start to change for him um so they're making they're raking in a ton of money by 2005 and um uh, in 2005 according to bloomberg indian authorities uh, raided the pharmacy that they were selling out of as part of a tax evasion inv- investigation um but so a local official told um the biographer who who just wrote this biography that got ba- on him that got banned last last year, a local official told the biographer that he was ordered by his superiors to desist from this investigation. He said, quote, too many p- people in power were protecting Ramdev. I came to my census and left. So essentially they raided uh, his company in 2005 for tax evasion. Uh, but he had friends in the government who were like, no, this goes away now. And, um, and just the other thing that happens in 2005 is his mentor, we mentioned the guy who made him take this pledge of chastity and austerity, he also leaves because he sees uh, that Baba Ramdev is kind of changing his um, his tune a little bit. He actually has a pretty good quote. Uh, well,
0: power corrupts all. And yeah. I mean, like, you know, the fact that his mentor was like, bro, I gotta go. I mean, it's pretty indicative of how he, he broke whatever bond that uh, they had that got him the strength to be the person he is now.
1: So his mentor, Karimver uh, Maharaj, uh, he says this, uh, and again, he says this to um, his biographer. He says, quote, idealism is easy when you have nothing. It's what you do when you have fame, money, or power that matters. And uh, this will become relevant if our podcast ever becomes successful. uh, This will never (laughs) become relevant for us. (laughs) That's dope. So Tupac said that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so, yes, his mentor leaves in 2005. And then, like, this is according to um, uh, around 2006, he goes to Britain, Baba Ramdev does, um, where he required a $20,000 donation for a home visit to people to do his little yoga instructions. And he... uh, uh, he stood on. Does a... offer snacks? <laughs> he he. Uh, when he, he does did... now, <laughs> <laughs> when he did like public uh, performances, he stood on a cloth that could be rolled up easy to collect the money people uh, threw at his feet. So he's wow. uh, very clearly, at least at two thousand six, two thousand five, by the latest, he is full on capitalist mode. Yeah,
3: I mean, if people are throwing money at you while you're rolling up your cloth, like. What are you supposed to do? Throw it back? No one's got time for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's very easy for us to say, like, man, this dude who accepted the money people were giving him for teaching is, is shitty. But, man, if, if it's... No, you know,
1: when we set up our Patreon, we will refund all the money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we own nothing. We, <laughs> people are throwing money in our direction. <laughs> We don't know, what's and whoever is running
0: the Patreon collects it. <laughs> the IRS believes shows it to us. <laughs> that we need to pay money on this money. We don't believe any money has ever existed. In fact, the entities above <laughs> us are not real at all. Neither is this conversation. You're listening to nothing.
3: I'm just picturing him cartoonishly, like carrying his cloth, rolled up cloth over his shoulder, with like money yeah, spilling out yeah, the yeah. back, and then just and, walking by a tax right. collector and being like, "It's just my cloth." <laughs>
0: And he wears, like, traditional garb, so he yeah. just he looks like a dude that's a beggar next to people in suits being like, here's all my money. <laughs>
1: um, but so, and then the other thing is, like, we can talk about his company a little bit, but this is, the other weird thing about his company is essentially his workers are kind of horrifically underpaid because he encourages them to... Uh, you mean uh, horrifically enlightened? <laughs> Uh, so basically this is from Bloomberg. A Hindu guru is often a figure of absolute authority to his followers and Pantanjali employees treat Ramdev as such. He forbids them to eat meat or drink alcohol. He tells them that their labor is a form of Siwa or spiritual service and expects some of them to accept lower salaries as a result. And the New York times says that, uh, Patanjali reportedly pays 25 to 50% less than its competitors. So again, I
0: mean, this is a, so he's running a startup. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's, this is where he's making the money. He's not paying them as much. He's advertising through his advertising, and he's raking in the money because he doesn't pay taxes on it. No, Just a really good
2: panhandler, okay? Yeah, we we yeah. can't
3: compensate you, but this is very important work we're doing. Uh, it's... <laughs> We're innovating. We're thought-fluencing. Listen, he, has yeah. a,
2: he has a cardboard sign that says, Need a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like $10 million being thrown at him.
1: I'm imagining an employee explaining to her wife, his wife, like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like, the wages are kind of low, but uh, the uh, non-wage benefits such as reincarnation are very positive.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're going to need you to bark for this ashram. <laughs> um, we can't give you money, but there's good exposure. Uh
1: so in uh and this kind of comes to a head uh all all his um greed and kind of problems start to appear in 2005. in 2005 uh, a quarter of patanjali's workers go on strike claiming they've been underpaid um and they actually had um assistance uh from the communist party of india in this Mm -hmm. uh, which is partly uh might have something to do with why ramdev absolutely hates the communist party of india Yes. Um, well, they're also big upper chest breathers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, a quarter, uh, 25% of his workers go on strike in 2005, and then Ramdav and uh, Bakrishna uh, fire all of them in response to this. Um, and so, uh, but. Around this time very, very positive <laughs> remove the negative energy. <laughs> um, around this time, uh, some of the workers had kept samples of uh, this is from New York Times. Some of the workers had kept samples of the firm's medicines and said they contained unlisted ingredients including crushed human skulls. Uh, I guess this is uh, residue from soil or ash. And so, yes, a, a government lab tests the samples from the workers and finds both human and animal DNA. And then uh, Ramdev says, quote, powerful interests were tampering with the samples. They submit another sample to the government, which comes back clean, of course. And then this thing kind of goes away. And, um, <clears throat> and they also... They like they also very
3: ineffective. Yes. You've got to have that skull in there. <laughs>
1: Uh, and also like this was an interesting thing because the workers were kind of put on the defensive where they had to clarify that they weren't attacking, you know, traditional Indian medicine. They were just attacking his products because BJP and some other people started, you know, saying the workers are like Westerners or whatever, or saying that, you know, Indian medicine is bullshit or whatever. So all these kind of like slanders and eventually he's able to uh, triumph over his striking workers. Um, That's and my
3: favorite line of bullshit is the idea that like scientific medicine must be Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's, I mean, it's like the Maoist thing where, you know, they couldn't <clears throat> afford medicine. And so Mao's party basically just created traditional Chinese medicine, which didn't
0: exist as a thing before mm-hmm. Mao was, well, mm-hmm. we talked about this during the pharmaceutical episode, but so. There's this uh, copyright issue with uh, medicine that uh, the Indian government uh, has uh, turned their back on and decided to make their own generics. And so the medicine that's westernized in India is being made illegally. So this supposed western medicine that sucks, it's like, yeah, it's medicine you're stealing. (laughs) Like, it's like, yeah, of course this medicine's not going to be as good as the real stuff.
3: Though, also, good on them for not paying attention to the you know
0: listen the law the is patents. if your country's in crisis you can make you can make whatever medicine you want and <laughs> india's like we're always at crisis baby
1: mao's a traditional chinese medicine uh massive starvation caused by sparrows
0: <laughs> <laughs> just intermittent fasting dog yeah um, and not showering ever <laughs>
1: Uh, So, uh, according to the New York Times, retention is still kind of a problem. Like, uh, many workers leave uh, Patanjali after a year or less. As we mentioned, they're paid 20 to 50% less than their competitors because it's considered, you know, religious service. And then um, an executive uh, at Patanjali uh, said on background to the New York Times that autonomy is very low at the company. Ramdav is very hands-on. There's no doubt who's in charge. He's a micromanager. Um, and, you know, people think he's uh, an autocratic boss behind the scenes, despite his kind of bubbly public personality.
3: The second someone in a company talks about retention, it is an immediate flag that that company is shitty.
1: <laughs> but, like all the places, the, all the
3: worst places I've worked have talked about retention.
1: <laughs> That's how you end up with uh, your skull and being in the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about unionization too much. Um, and so I guess. There's a couple other things to talk about with uh, regards to Baba Ramdev, but um, in 2011, he launches these anti-corruption hunger strikes. Uh, Dark money, or black money, excuse me, was a big problem in India. Why is it going to be black?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> Why's it got to be in India? <laughs> uh, for our listeners that don't know, black money is just counterfeit money. That's right. uh, often either uh, literally fake or also un- untraced because it's uh, it, ha- there hasn't been taxes being paid on it. A lot of uh, right. lot of uh, land purchasing or real estate purchases in India are done via black money because you have more of it because you're not paying taxes on it.
2: Mm. And India has a longer history of using a higher portion of cash for all of its... Uh, commerce than yeah. like the u.s or britain or anywhere
3: Unfortunately, we don't have that here in america by the way yogi great view of hudson Yards. <laughs> <laughs> uh um
1: but yes yeah, so he launches this um hunger strike anti-corruption campaign in 2011 um and so he goes on a uh, a fast and a major protest um uh in new delhi at uh, june 4th uh he goes on uh I think, like, 40, no, 65,000 people gathered um, for his, like, protest, hunger strike. Um, And then the Indian police uh, cracked down violently on this. Um, They said because he only had a permit for, like, 5,000 people to do yoga. Um, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. um, And this was kind of widely condemned. One woman was killed. You know, the Indian police unleashed, you know, tear gas and clubs and everything and dispersed the crowd. I mean, that
3: many people doing yoga. It's... (laughs) You, you uh, don't know what's going to happen.
1: But so interesting uh, story from this. And he was kind of... Um, Too
3: much concentrated uh, inner inner energy.
1: He was uh, mocked a little bit in the Indian press because when the police cracked down, he attempted to flee the scenes dressed as a woman. So there are pictures <laughs> of him in like woman's clothing with this giant beard and stuff. <laughs> but I just like the idea that his like escape is like a Dustin Hoffman movie. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Um, but so, yes, like and it's it's interesting where he does this, you know, big anti-corruption, you know, hunger strike fast, whatever. And he, he raises his profile a lot doing this. Um, and then as part of this, the um <clears throat> the uh, governing party in India uh obviously detests him at this point because he's called him out for corruption. So he initially says he's going to found his own political party, right. and he makes some noise like he's going to do that. But then instead, he get, he kind of falls in with the BJP, which is the India's People's Party, which is what Prime Minister Modi is part of and is kind of you know a uh, right-wing Hindu nationalist party in India. So yeah. he had a
0: Koch brother. Right. Yeah, um, seriously.
1: And so uh, he kind of... Uh, helps the BJP, uh, campaign. Um, and then, uh, the, the, the corruption angle is interesting because, uh, according to New York times and others, um, after the BJP won in 2014, they started giving him a ton of support. According to New York times, uh, Petanjali was given a 1200 acre parcel of land in the Eastern state of Assam at no cost. Assam is of course the, uh, state where this, um, massive, Uh, Muslim disenfranchisement list has just kind of come up. Uh, Assam was recently taken over by the BJP. um, And then a Reuters investigation found several discounted land sales and leases in three other Indian states uh, that saved the company a total of $46 million. So it's kind of interesting where he's this anti-corruption campaigner, but then as soon as the BJP comes into power, they're giving him all these kind of handouts, um, as is understandable they would, because he was a big force in helping turn out people to vote for the BJP and Modi. Right. Well, that's
3: just favors are turning favors. I'll <laughs> scratch your
0: back if you scratch my back.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: corruption.
1: <laughs> they also, a New York Times says that uh, the Modi government has allowed him to kind of ignore laws regulating the harvest of medicinal plants. Yep. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: I mean, this is the thing about this guy. Like, you know, on paper, he's not doing bad things. But the reality is, is he's...
3: No, it, that sounds like he's doing bad things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem, yeah, but he's really relaxed
3: while he's doing <laughs> it. Uh, he's,
0: like, he's like McConaughey, you know? He's, like, he's just hanging out. He's having a fun time. Sure, some people get hurt in the process, but isn't everything all right when you're with McConaughey?
1: Uh, and then the other thing, like, while he was campaigning, this is according to Bloomberg, so he helps, he...
3: i still co- stuck on, where did they get those skulls?
0: <laughs> you know, uh, incidentally, I, I learned this from my uh, friend's mom, who was a doctor. She said a lot of the skulls you see in uh, various medical facilities are from India. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: That's uh, some of that British enlightenment
0: for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It genuinely is, hey, where's there a lot of skulls at? I know there's brown town, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of skulls over there. Get some of them. We'll sell them for eighty percent markup. Eighty? Let's do a hundred and thirty percent markup.
1: They're like, uh, where would all that, where that mass grave come from? Well, let me tell you the story of the time the Raj wanted a cup of tea <laughs> from the other side of town. <clears throat>
0: I mean, really though, like, how much is a skull worth to you, Andy? How much would you pay for a skull? Uh, you know, I've
3: can honestly say I've never thought about that before.
0: Well, what what's the number? Give me something. Uh, I don't know, thirty thousand. <laughs> you're overpaying for skulls. That's the first thing you need to know. And secondly, if I really wanted to, if, let's say you had that $30,000. Yeah, but I'm going to put on like a really good cost Hamlet me, production. It would cost me,
3: okay, well, that's Earn it back. Sure. sure. Once you say there's a I real skull in your Hamlet, it. that skull's going to pay
2: dividends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it I'm would... going to leverage the skull and borrow money against it. Yeah. <laughs> Initial skull, skull offering.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying i don't know why but if you want bones i guarantee india's a place to be
3: mm-hmm. are you my bone guy now
0: i mean how much you get money you bones? got <laughs> we're, gonna about... call, we're gonna call you bones <laughs> <laughs> i like i like the that emily de chanel more
1: uh and so one other thing about this his campaign for the bjp in 2014 according to bloomberg Uh, He was having these kind of, like, non-official yoga rallies for the BJP. Mm -hmm. The the Indian Electoral Commission actually looked at these and kind of wagged their finger at him about it. But um, in one of them, according to Bloomberg, uh, a BJP politician uh, was caught on camera asking him about fundraising, and uh, Baba Ramdev said, quote, Are you a fool for asking and talking about money when cameras are on? Uh, So (laughs) he at least is smart enough to know that... uh, you know, you don't do it
2: when the cameras are on. Can't you see that I, someone with a zero net worth, wouldn't want to discuss money? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't
0: it' crazy that Baba Ramdave is smarter than Donald Sterling. Is that crazy?
3: <laughs> um, but wait, so... wait, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe they can get cheap skulls, but why would you go to human skulls as a filler for your pills? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it's the same reason why, you know, Chinese billionaires use rhino horns for their dick. It's like, it doesn't make sense, but it kind of does, and that's all they need. But if they're trying to hide that, they're putting skulls in there.
1: I think maybe they were just putting dirt in there, and there just happened to be, like, masses of dead bodies. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, honestly,
0: yeah. I mean, okay, here's the thing. All of this shit is fucked up, but more importantly, it's propaganda at its highest form. And the corruption is so bad in India that no one's re- regulating this. He's got ties to the government. He's got uh, over a billion dollars net worth. And he's done it with seemingly 0% of the Western population knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's fucking insane.
1: Until this episode comes out and then 200 people will know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: 150 at most. You know. <laughs> Some people like to listen to the episode <laughs> twice. <laughs>
1: What if we like we we write a paper about how our episodes about white billionaires get more listeners <laughs> and we use this to prove implicit bias?
0: Buzzfeed, what I learned about billionaires is people only want to learn about the white billionaires.
2: They don't want to learn about the brown Hindu nationalist billionaire. <laughs> These... Let me tell you something about billionaire privilege. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
0: yeah, we have hey, to I'm Chris
2: Hayes. <laughs>
1: We have to deduct three hundred million from his net worth just to make up for the obstacles he faced.
0: Emily Deschanel was on a show called Bones. I just need all. Yes, you to know no, that. I, okay. I got it. I don't know if you understood that or not.
1: Uh, she was on a show about how Baba Ramdev makes his medicine. <laughs> uh, so it also had the bassist from Courtney Barnett's band. <laughs> we can cut that.
0: No one's yeah
1: so we mentioned a bit this this biography of him that was banned by an Indian court in 2017. Uh the biography is called From Godman to Tycoon. Uh, we haven't mentioned it yet but godman is kind of a, a term in India that refers to the type of spiritual leader Baba Ramdev is and many godmen have had various scandals where it have comes out that they uh kept har- harems or uh castrated their followers or these kinds of things.
3: I mean, uh, it's... Completely different from men of the Lord in a, <laughs> in a <laughs> right, in Western right. world. It's
2: all—it's almost like he went from an ashram where you get kicked out for not having sex to get to
0: going and founding one where you get kicked out for not having enough sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, power corrupts all. And in this case, a god-man is just a charismatic guru. And what, what can't he get away with at this point? We talked about murder on the table. We talked about uh, malpractice in business. We talked about... Uh, corruption and hiding uh, shit. You know, it's one of those things where, man, this fucking... This... Cross-dressing. Yes. He could not get away That's with cross-dressing. That is, a, that is a true statement. <laughs> He's too recognizable.
1: <laughs> He's like, no, I cured myself with yoga. <laughs> um, all right, so the this biography we mentioned, uh, it's called From Godman to Tycoon. It was written by Priyanka Patak uh, Narin, uh, is the author, and she writes about... Part of the reason it was banned is because there are three mysterious deaths that are linked to Baba Ramdev, and I just want to kind of go through them. These are soon to uh, be four. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Sean, uh, gonna be Sean. Um, uh, the uh, the first is um the murder of Swami Yoganda, Yoga Nanda, uh, who was a doctor um, and a friend who allowed Ramdev uh, to use his medical license. Uh, for the uh, medicine manufacturing unit that they set up in 1995. We mentioned this is kind of where they, they got started. Um, and so after eight years of operating under Yogan Nanda's license, the alliance was dropped in 2003. Over a year after the pharmacy stopped using Yogan Nanda's license, in December 2004, he was found dead in a pool of his own blood in his home in Haridwar. The case was closed unsolved in October 2005. That was from uh, the author of uh, from Godman to tycoon, um, then in two thousand oh, natural causes. Then in uh, July two thousand seven, um, Ramdev's seventy-seven-year-old guru, his his other guru uh, Shankar Dev, who gifted Ramdev his ashram and its lands, enabling him to establish the Devriya, uh Trust, um, he disappeared. Um, Shankar Dev, who lived in austerity to the end, even after the success of his disciples' ventures, went for a morning walk and never returned he left a cryptic garbled note about a loan he had taken and was unable to repay. At the time of the disappearance, Ramdev was on a yoga tour in the United States and United Kingdom and did not return home till the following month. Uh, He was asked at a press conference why he did not cut short his trip, you know, try and check up on his mentor. And Ramdev said, quote, if I knew he was alive, I would have. Um, And again, that's from the author of uh, From God, Man to Tycoon.
3: He's really really in touch with... uh the universe
1: yeah so and apparently this note that uh, this guy left before he disappeared yeah, he it was something about like I have uh, taken a loan that I cannot repay or something like that or I've borrowed money mm. that I cannot repay and it's it's just kind of weird I mean again yeah, this it's is very a, weird a guy who lived in like complete austerity and probably never really mm. touched any money uh, to the best of our knowledge
3: the trend here seems to be not that you should not give uh, Ramdev gifts <laughs> Uh, Seems to be the through line here yeah.
1: uh, And so the last one Is in 2010 um, uh, Another mentor of Ramdev It's a very dangerous position to be um, uh, 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 His name was uh, Rajiv uh, Dixit uh, uh, And apparently he taught Ramdev uh, Shwadishi Messaging uh, He died suddenly um, He uh, Also this guy was I believe involved in Ramdev's anti-corruption campaign Uh, So after making a speech in Bemetra canvassing for uh, the—oh, yeah. He and Ramdev founded the political party together that they would later kind of disband, and Ramdev would go on to support BJP. Um, But he made a speech uh, canvassing for the political party, um, and then after that, he collapsed in the bathroom in 2010, evidently due to a heart attack. He died that night, age 43— Um, The following day, Dixit's colleagues noticed that his face was, quote, unrecognizable, a strange purple and blue. His skin was peeling strangely. They demanded a postmortem, but Ramdev, eyewitnesses claim, refused to allow it, citing scriptural prohibition, and had Dixit's body cremated instead. What? And so, again, this is all from the author of the uh, banned book, From God, Man to Tycoon. And, you know, none of that is enough to prove murder, but it all is kind of suspicious how, like, his two of his mentors and the guy who gave him his business license all died under mysterious yeah, circumstances. Yeah. Um, and, and it also kind of explains why so many people, in addition to his political connections, seem so afraid of him in New York times interviews that they have to go on background just to talk about him.
0: Uh, they have to go on background. What does that mean?
1: They have to go anonymously. Like oh, they'll say like oh, an right. executive gotcha. at a competing gotcha. company yeah. instead of giving their name or right, whatever. Right. Right. Um, so all of this is to say, Yogi, enjoy your next trip to India.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, there there was a,
3: a sure great. not to catch one of those skin peeling heart attacks. <laughs> skin
0: peeling heart attack, that's fucked up.
1: The New York Times did actually ask him about these murders, and he uh, dismissed that with a smile and a wave of his hand, saying, "Quote: It's not true. I am a very simple and humble and compassionate person." Wow. So, uh, believe who you want to. But I I guess uh, before we run out of time here, we can talk just a a little bit about nationalism, though we should actually just mention his lifestyle. Um, So apparently he uh, he does yoga every day from like 4 a.m. to. Yeah. So he practices and teaches yoga every day from 4 to 8 a.m. in a hangar like auditorium with hundreds of students and TV cameras. Uh, Rowling, this from New York Times. Rise and grind. And then again, when he can, in the afternoon and evening from 5 until 7.30. And then in between, he oversees the company Patanjali and its associated trusts and charitable activities. And just one other thing on the corruption, there is like a story. Honestly,
3: if someone was like, do you want a billion dollars, but you have to get up at 4 a.m.?
1: <laughs>
3: Why have a billion dollars? <laughs>
1: That's the Howard Stern story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But so uh, according to the first post, and again, we'll link to this on the Tumblr, uh, it just actually uh, came out yesterday. Uh, Baba Ramdev's uh, Patanjali, uh, it, it's been pumping money into various businesses with zero operations. Like at least, uh, I think we calculate 65 million uh, US dollars. We might've got the exchange rate wrong, but uh, several tens of millions of dollars just into like businesses and subsidiaries that are, Apparently not doing anything, right. you know. So it's just kind of like interesting where we've talked about his anti corruption work, but clearly he's moving money around and yep. kind of a shell game kind of thing. Uh his his zero net worth money. Yeah, I'm um,
3: beginning to suspect that this guy isn't actually anti corruption. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced, but um, I'm getting there.
1: So I guess we'll talk about uh, Hindu uh, Hindu nationalism and particularly the anti-Muslim side of it, and then we can uh, see where we're at. But um, you might have heard the story. Um, India in the state of Assam, which we mentioned, uh, he got a 1,200-acres from the government for basically nothing to set up a factory there. Right. Um, but the BJP has taken over Asham, the government, and uh, they published a list which effectively strips about 4 million people in Asham of their citizenship. It's called, uh, according to the BBC, the National Register of Citizens. It's a list of people who can prove they came to the state by March 24, 1971, a day before uh, neighboring Bangladesh declared independence. Um, uh, India says this is needed to identify Illegal Bangladeshi migrants But essentially it's just a way of stripping Four million uh, mostly Muslims Of their citizenship Right, And it's just interesting where Baba Ramdev uh, is uh, A Hindu nationalist And um, he's obviously supported Modi Who uh, you might know From the, uh, uh, the riots uh, In 2002 You know those
0: but, riots that Prime Minister was a part of
1: <laughs> Yeah uh, and, and so uh, the Gajarat riots, Gajarat. Gujarat. Ri- Gujarat riots, um, which was like um, it's been alleged that Modi, as the um, uh, chief minister at the time, uh, might have stoked the violence. This is where a bunch of uh, revenge mobs uh, uh, killed more than a thousand people, mostly Muslims. Well, was- to
0: be fair, Modi was just yelling <laughs> World Star over and over again. So that's not, I mean.
3: Uh... And in 2014, he got to meet Elmo. <gasps>
0: Aww. Oh. Oh Modi? I thought he meant Rom <laughs> Oh no. Modi. <laughs> uh
3: Elmo doesn't have uh Modi or er, uh uh Word correct sec. Hmm. Elmo's a little pan and so uh uh
1: a little bit pan.
0: So And he's a little bit rock and roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Elmo actually wasn't red before he met Modi. He just <laughs> <laughs> um but so he has this uh uh baba ramdev has this quote about basically there was a uh muslim politician who uh, uh refused to chant the bharat mata kija which is i guess a uh nationalist uh a traditional slogan expressing reverence for india as the motherland and it's kind of become politicized where it's like this nationalist program uh um uh, this n- part of the nationalist program and so there was a muslim politician in india who um uh refused to chant it and baba ramdev said that he would quote have beheaded those who refused wow. to chant it were it not the law of the land
0: so he's um i mean how could he afford it though you know i mean that's <laughs> he's got no money you know it's, it's how could how uh, what <laughs> But it is. Um, I, I think
3: you underestimate the power of breathing exercises. Well,
0: I mean, if it could cut a man's neck, it can cut Have a man's neck. Have you seen how long he can collapse his his <laughs> his, his abdomen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You
3: see, you, that ab
1: work could split a man in half.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's mesmerizing. I get lost watching it. I just watch it as a GIF <laughs> over and over again.
1: <laughs> uh, just a couple things about Baba Ramdev. Uh, his brother has been in trouble with the law at least twice. Um, in 2013, there was an arrest warrant for his brother. Uh, he's been His brother is uh, Ram Bharat, who has been called, quote, uh, Patanjali's, quote, informal CEO. Um, it, this was an arrest warrant over the alleged kidnapping and imprisonment of a watchman at the company who was suspected of theft. Um, and then the witnesses recanted and the case was dropped. Uh, but then, and this is from Bloomberg, in May 2015, Patanjali's security forces brawled with truck drivers at the company's food processing complex, leaving one trucker dead. Later, uh, video Came out of Rambarat Appearing to encourage the guards To you know beat the shit out of these truck drivers He was arrested and held in jail for 14 days though he was never charged So again just like these kinds of things And uh Patanjali or, Sorry has um Baba Ramdev has dismissed this all As you know it's corrupt uh, to the
0: core man Right it's fucked up
1: And uh um, and, and then there've just been like a lot of uh, Stuff about the various products We've kind of mentioned um they unveiled these instant noodles when Nestle's instant noodles had to like got banned over lead concerns. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently fo- India's food and safe uh, food, safety and drugs administration found they had an ash content, triple the legal limit. Oh my God. Um, and then, uh, uh, the Indian military stopped selling a popular Patanjali, um, uh, juice to the soldiers after a government agency found samples were quote unfit for consumption. Uh, Is from New York Times. They were also selling a uh, a ghee, you know, like a cow's butter type thing, Um, which they advertised as the purest on the market. Um, But apparently it was sourced. uh, Wait, cow's
3: butter, did you say? Yes. You mean butter? (laughs)
1: Uh, It was uh, basically um, a sampling found that it was a blend of cow, buffalo and goat milk. Um, and apparently, according to New York Times, in India, pure ghee is a requi- required for religious purposes. Right, right, So this kind of stuff is, uh, it matters, essentially. There have just been, like, a bunch of little scandals with bullshit in the products, uh, and he's still the most trusted brand in India. So it is quite impressive. And, you know, if uh, a lot of the biographies and such, they talk about how his face is on, like, almost every corner. Apparently, he wants to have SIM cards with his name on it. <laughs> uh this is an additional... Like... He's
0: like a mix of, you know, televangelists, Jack LaLanne, and also Gene Simmons from Kiss. Like, it's mm-hmm. a lot of, I want my face on everything. And Richard Simmons. That's right. Yes. Yes. All the Simmons. Yeah. Russell as well.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is it's been too long since we had a vegetarian nationalist
0: <laughs> <laughs> running
1: around the world. Um, but yeah, no, he just wants his face and all these, uh, packaged noodles, herbal constipation medicines, uh, floor cleaner. You
3: like 10 pounds and it all goes away. He <laughs> can't do the ab thing
0: anymore. <laughs>
1: floor cleaner made with cow urine is another thing. Um, but it is just something where. <clears throat> yeah. Cow
0: urine is a huge thing in India. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've drank it once. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a religious ceremony. They put it in some yogurt. Verdict? I mean, I didn't do it again, so you tell me what the verdict is. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's fucked up. I mean, not the cow piss thing. That's just, just um, that's. That, but that is a, a um, indication of how far the religious right in India convinces the population of their fucking views. It's like, you know, I don't know if cow piss is good or bad for you, but I do know I shouldn't be drinking it, um, and. The country of India is run by um, a religious right that uh, is ruining the country. They're fucking up. It's like they're like, oh, Hindus are better than Muslims. Everything should be made in India. It's like you're just wrong and you're dumb. You don't understand that when the world mixes, things become better. And more importantly... The more you're stopping this and telling people to be against one another, you're just telling them to, to be less than what they could be if they work together.
1: Now wait, Yogi. In this room full of three white dudes, this is your one chance to go full throat at Hindu nationalism and have people be too afraid to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was kind of hoping when we did this episode, Yogi would just go all in like, you don't understand what the English did to India, okay? Modi is the necessary antidote. Wow. They destroyed our country. Famines. And, you know, this, these Western products here, here, are poison. crazy.
0: Hindu nationalists actually believe the opposite. Right. They're like, you know, the Europeans came in. I mean, the British came in. They gave us railroads. They gave us access to tea. They put us on the map. They look at suffering as the growth that it can be, instead of the pain that it is. Mm-hmm. So, in the same vein of I don't have any money, even though I'm a billionaire. It's like the British aren't bad, even though they stole our goods and <laughs> gave us fucking shitty railroad tracks. They're they're and starved millions of people to death. I mean, that was going to happen regardless. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fuck you. Indiana, That's where that you're stuff. giving them the pass.
2: <laughs> Modi just turned off grubstakers. <laughs> <and just, laughs> sat back in his desk chair. <laughs> Sean, wrap this up. Yogi's actually a big Churchill fan.
3: (laughs) He should. Uh,
1: But so, uh, Baba Ramdev, just to kind of summarize, this billionaire nationalism, and and he says this to New York Times, his his idea of nationalism uh, embraces, he says, all religions and castes, but he adds the revealing caveat, country first, which we might be familiar with. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, He says, this is a must- uh, not I'm great. My caste is great, but my country is great. Unlike Muslim leaders, they say Islam is great. I say no. The nation is great. The citizen is great. And uh, according to New York Times, and is telling uh, the nation is wrapped up in a Hindu culture, which is you know yoga, ad, uh, uh, traditional medicine, uh, uh, Vedic scriptures, and and such. And uh, again, we mentioned the beheading thing. Uh, the actual quote is is worse. He said. Uh, if it were not for the respect of the law he would he said we would quote behead hundreds of thousands of such people. And that's hundreds of thousands of people who refuse to say these kind of nationalist uh, Hindu chants. So it is just something where it's like he's uh, been called the Billy Graham, he's been called the Donald Trump of of India, but he's clearly got uh, an in with a very uh, nationalist government that is currently trying to disenfranchise and make illegal more than 4 million, mostly Muslims. So it is something where we should keep our eye on because... He's, he's also collecting a lot of corruption money and maybe allegedly having people disappeared.
3: I mean, but you criticize
1: him, but can you make your abs flap like a flag in the wind? <laughs> I did like this episode because, like, the only way I will make the most basic effort to learn and understand about my friend Yogi is if we are doing it for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what, Sean? You didn't do bad. Ah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Um, all right, well, anything else about our good friend Baba Ramdev?
0: I think he fucks a lot. So I think he's eating butt left and right. I think hes he doesn't have a wife, but it's not because he doesn't want a wife. It's because he just loves slanging that D. <laughs> it's
1: like their religious duty to accept like 25 to 50% less <laughs> orgasms.
2: I'm going to say, though, eating butt with that beard. <laughs> gross. If Me Too ever hits India, man... He's gonna have a negative network Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: He like he he like but he comes early and then he's like doing the the ab motion. He's like,
0: what? This isn't enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. If this doesn't get you, I'm really I, I'm not even gonna bother. Okay. I uh I made some Patanjali birth control, but uh, <laughs> let's be honest, it's just Tic Tacs.
1: <laughs> Why is he wearing human skull fragments <laughs> on his penis as some sort of condom?
0: All right. And with yeah. that, this has been Grub Stakers. Uh thank you very much. We'll have another episode next week. I'm Yogi Polywall. I'm Andy Palmer. I'm Steve Jeffers.
2: I'm
1: Sean McCarthy. Check back next week. Peace. Boop boop ba-doop.